Hey everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Mint City Soccer Show. Uh, this time, we are not "quote unquote" live. We're not in the Twitter spa- space. We're not uh, not Lenny Boy doing YouTube, uh, but we're using the wonderful technology of Zoom today, Matt. So I'm here with the lovely Matt Swift, and Matt, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing I'm doing pretty well. I actually got my voice back a little bit, you know, from this past weekend. But uh, yeah. we'll get into that here in a little bit. But yeah, I'm doing doing well. Um, rare Monday off, but I'm I'm helping unpack and move my dad today, so um, it's gonna be a long long day, I think. So, <laughs> but yeah, how how are you feeling after this past weekend? Uh, good. Uh, tired, but uh, tired in a good way. Yeah. Well, so this this week's episode is um, part of our you know weekly episodes now, and we have something pretty exciting to talk about. We actually have a game to reflect on and share. So I think that is something we just have to to pause and celebrate. Matt Swift is that we're not just sitting here creating content for content's sake. We're actually <laughs> able to talk about um, Charlotte FC and their very first inaugural match. So how, how are you feeling just from that perspective? <laughs> Good because for two years I've, I've had to post something every day and my creative juices are about tapped out. So it's it's we're, good. <laughs> we're about to get to the point of our life where we're gonna be like, there's so much content that we're just gonna be like, you know, pull our hair out because we can't post enough or we won't have enough time in the day. Versus a year ago, we're like, God, can something just happen, please? Just so that way I don't have to make something up or you know create this and create that. So it's a, it's a good feeling and it's um you know it's. It's wonderful to say that, you know, even though they even though they lost, so we'll get into that here in a second. It's still wonderful to say that we had, we actually got to see Charlotte FC play a match in DC. Yeah, it was very apparent that I, I definitely need some more help doing some of the communication <laughs> piece. Uh, my my phone would not stop buzzing from messages and and comments and tweets and stuff, but that's that's a good problem to have too. So it's it's just nice. It, it is a really good problem to have, and for those who don't know. Um, one of the videos that Matt Smith posted from the Mint City Collective account actually got posted and shared by the MLS article. But the funny thing about it was was seeing Matt Swift sprint up and down Audi Stadium or Audi Field up these like it feels like they were like ninety degrees straight <laughs> yeah. up stairs, and having him run up and down the stairs recording us all in the away supporter section was just wonderful to see. I should have just put my phone out right there and just recorded that to share it to the world. Yeah, why is that incline so steep? I was, <laughs> I was out of breath I, by the time I got to the top. I left the stair. I left the seat one time, and I was like, "Never again." I'm just gonna wait for the guys to bring beer up here because I uh, I cannot do that multiple times. But speaking of which, those guys who brought the beer up those stairs multiple times, yeah, man, like more power to them. And they all looked like, and they were like, you know early 20s at, at, the, at the oldest which is probably why they were able to do that multiple times versus you and me i mean they were in t-shirts and it's uh you know 40 <laughs> degrees outside and they're sweating if that tells you anything right right yeah it, it was so cold that you know the the team actually handed out like hand warmers at the start of the match so that way people would say warm and these dudes were out there with t-shirts and just you know the the straps around with the buckets full of like canned beer so you know credit credit to those guys for sure but uh we actually get to to talk and would love Matt. We're gonna we're gonna dive into. We gotta figure out a name for this segment and create something kind of witty. So if someone out there in the on the internet or within Slack can think of a name of this segment of us reflecting and sharing our thoughts from each week's game, please please tag Matt Swift on social. And you don't have to tag me; just tag Matt Swift and make sure his phone blows up more. But um, we're gonna reflect back and say like you know share our thoughts and opinions and um, 
you know how how the team did but matt i mean i'll just ask you first but like like what does it feel like to actually be on a monday and be like yeah you just watched a match and how are you feeling yeah, that that part is surreal. We've waited so long for this to happen, and uh, you know we had our first game. Uh, I think if you look at the score line, uh, you would think that we got bossed around the whole night, but uh, it was quite the quite the opposite. <clears throat> um, I thought we played really well, and despite the score line, there's lots of positives to to take away. Uh, I think everybody can agree we were uh, also incredibly unlucky <laughs> Saturday night. Uh, we had a we had a goal that was disallowed for being you know a fraction offsides. Um, yep. Uh, we then had a handball in the box <laughs> that led to a uh, it was a questionable PK. Uh, I I got to look at it some more. There was a um, on Telemundo there was a different view of it. Uh, so it looked like at first it came off of Brant's left arm, but when you look at the the video from Telemundo, it looks like it may actually have come off his right hand, uh, which was a little it, – it's still borderline, but again, unlucky, uh, and you can make the argument that uh, DC United should have had a handball because it <laughs> goes off the player's arm, and the, you know, his arm is outside of his body, making him making himself bigger, so – Little a raw deal there. Um, I have but, some very strong opinions about that, but yeah, we'll get to that later. So yeah, well, I mean, even in the build up to that uh, to that handball by by Brant, um, there was a foul uh, leading up to mm-hmm. the build up play that should have been called. So um, so very very unfortunate, especially in that in that first half for sure. Um, and then uh, after that. Uh, we get unlucky again. Uh, United got a uh, a goal off a deflection off of Fuchs, uh, which came in the sixth minute of a five-minute stoppage time, by the way. Yes. I'll just throw that yeah. out there, too. Uh, so after you know controlling, I, I felt like after controlling much of the first half and playing well, we, you know, we find ourselves down two to nothing at halftime. Um, and the, the second half was... Not quite as good as the first, but I still thought we were doing well. Uh, and then we get unlucky again. <laughs> we have our goalkeeper, Kalina. He uh, he punches a cross uh, and just punches it right into another player, and it goes into our net. So I, yep. if we didn't have uh, bad luck, we wouldn't have had any luck. So it's just one of those one of those things that can happen. And unfortunately, it was just it really just was not our night. Uh, but I, I thought we played well. Well, I'm, I'm going to blame the bad luck on whatever Slack user it was. I don't know what it, who it was, but it felt like a month ago they were trying to figure out nicknames for the team. And someone said Black Cats because of the stadium and having the Panthers out there. So um, I don't want to ever hear Black Cats again after the luck that we had uh, that first game. Because it was definitely definitely not um not ideal. <laughs> I don't think you could have I don't think you could have had, you know, worse luck because you even mentioned the fact that, you know, Reina had a shot that literally hit the post and it bounced right back to the DC United keeper um, had a few opportunities where we could have had, you know, one-on-ones and then, you know, either offsides or a foul happened, which stopped those from happening. And then, like you said earlier, just the handball, the the foul that led up to the handball um, and then the, the no call handball in DC United in their own box, literally two minutes later um, was something that was not, not ideal either. So, um, but yeah, we'll we'll dive into that and would love to kind of get, you know, your thoughts and on the players and stuff. But I will say, like you were just mentioning there um, a second ago was really 
that that handball with Brandt, like, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like it's such a ticky-tacky call because it was like his arm wasn't in an unnatural position. It wasn't like it was lifted or elevated. And then they called that, which, okay, if you're going to call that, you got to be consistent throughout the match. And then literally five minutes later, DC United had the exact same situation, which I'm pretty sure, I can't remember who it was. Was it Moore that took the shot? And then it got a handball on DC United and they didn't even review it. They didn't use VAR and they kept the play going um, and was just okay with it. Right. And so um, it, to me, the theme for that match outside of the bad luck for Charlotte was the inconsistency with the ref um, and the calls because ref was very card happy in the first half. Second half, it seemed like no cards were, were, were used. DC United walked away with four yellow cards um, and we had 15 fouls just on Charlotte FC unit. DC United had 13. So it, it, it just seemed very, um, very sloppy at the very first first half of the game. Yeah, the ref didn't have a good first half for sure. And, it, and I hate to be that type of person like, oh, let's blame blame the refs. But uh, he did definitely play a, a factor in the in the first half. Um, and again, just with the with the handball against DC United or the the lack of call there, um, you know what. You know, in both instances, the player is turning their body. You know, Brant turned his body. I I can't remember the DC United player offhand, but, you know, he turned his body. But the DC United player had his arms out wide. Um, And so I don't I don't know. Uh, And, you know, handballs are just like, you know, just like the NFL. What is the catch in the NFL? <laughs> it's all open to right, right. interpretation. And, and unfortunately, we're going to have to deal with that stuff. This will not be the the, the last game um, that this happens. Uh, but as far as the luck is concerned, um, we should feel good about being this unlucky in one match because uh, we're going to we're going to get some luck our way too. We're going to get some favorable calls. We're going to get some lucky bounces. So um, it's just part of the game. Yeah. Uh- I think someone in the stadium worded it very well was that they, they felt like this was a CONCACAF match in terms of the referee. So <laughs> yes. um, it just it felt very, felt very CONCACAF. So, um, but no, yeah, I agree. I think it was nice to get some of that bad luck out of the way now. Um, hopefully we get some calls our way next week when we host LA in our very first match. Cause that would be, that'd be super ideal for us to walk away with some favorable calls. Yeah. But it, I don't want to win that way, but I, I won't complain either. So, hey, if you're going to lose that way, I don't <laughs> mind winning that way either. So, I'm okay with it. <laughs> well, and you kind of, I guess, alluded to it. You were just like, hey, like a lot of bad luck was there. But I, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I felt like the team overall, like, I think we saw a huge improvement from where we were at, what, two weeks ago when we did the, the podcast reviewing the, the Charleston match, right? And I think um, the team saw improvement, which is all you can ask for week over week. And, um, you know, I, even though the score doesn't reflect it three, three to nothing. And I, I promise you DC United is not that good to think that they won three to nothing, but the team I thought played really, really well. Yeah. Uh, so we had, uh, 11 shots total. Uh, so did DC United, we had five shots on goal. Uh, I believe DC United had four, uh, we had better passing accuracy. Uh, I think it was 73%. Um, uh, yeah, we had mm-hmm. more possession. We had 53%, uh, of the possession. We also had six corners. DC United only had three, but unfortunately the scoreline does not reflect any of that. Um, but I, again, uh, lots of, lots of positives to, to take away. I, I think we've, we've come a long way in a short amount of time and, uh, we'll get into this uh, at, at the end of this podcast, but think about where we are now and we don't, 
<laughs> we didn't have our striker. We don't have our DPs yet. So, you know, lots, right. lots to be excited for this season. Um, we will face tougher competition. Uh, I, I still think DC is probably like a fringe playoff team. But if they're a fringe playoff team and we played that well against them not having all of our, our players and pieces in place, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Well, not only that, but this is like our first real match playing together. DC United, while losing some losing some players over this past offseason, new coach as well, but at least like the core group has been around each other for a decent amount of time versus Char- Charlotte literally a month ago was doing their first training together and their first like preseason matches. So to be able to be that competitive, I think, um, I think there was an article that came out um, yesterday. It was just like, I think we shocked a lot of people being that competitive in our first match. Cause I mean, not, not to throw shade against Cincinnati, but we didn't lose five to nothing in our very first game and we haven't been around for years. So um, I think, you know, folks have already taken notice that we played pretty well, even though the score didn't reflect it. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you want to get into like individual players now? Yeah, let's do it. So, um, so who let's, let's start with the positive since we just talked about some of the bad luck. That's cool with you. So, Oh, um, I was I was gonna start with the bad and end with the good. Uh, all right, we'll we'll do that. So that way we end in the high notes. So, <laughs> That's um, so, so like so who I don't want to say losers, but who who are the ones that stood out to you that said like um, that just didn't that didn't play up to speed or just like kind of like stood out to you that were just like man, it just wasn't a good game for them. Well, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Let's talk about uh, the lack that uh, Carol uh, Swiderski was not in the lineup. Um, and that's disappointing. Uh, I don't know all the details of what has held this entire situation up, but this does not seem like the team got this right. Um, there were other players around the league in similar boats, and and they played for their teams. Um, yeah, I think I think DC United even have one that was in the exact same situation, right? Yeah. So as much as I applaud the team. Um, I also have to be critical too, to be fair. Um, and this situation was, was not great. Uh, I, I think he's back in Charlotte now and uh, should be available for Saturday, but this is, this is disappointing to, to me uh, and a missed opportunity considering how close this game could have, you know, was again, unluckiness aside. Uh, but th- I feel like this is a good learning moment too, no matter how good, uh, the people are in the front office. Um, there's going to be some some stumbling blocks, and you're going to have to learn from this. Uh, but again, I don't know all the pieces. There could be something else that I'm that I'm missing here. But this this was a mistake. Uh, something happened. I, I don't know what it was. Um, but you know, it is what it is, and now we can we can move on. But for me, that was kind of the the most bad part <laughs> of this game was uh, not having him in the lineup. Yeah, I, I I think you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, it's def- definitely disappointing. Other teams have had to tackle that same issue potentially. Um, obviously, there's some stuff in Ukraine that's kind of right near Poland and kind of going on right now, which which could have been, you know, I, I totally understand if Poland prioritized other stuff at, at that exact moment of time. Um, but, I, you know, it is disappointing. But I think that, you know, the carrot there is to say like, hey, at least we, I mean, we had a pretty decent amount of chances in the DC United game with, players playing out of position because Carroll's not there. So if, if we add Carroll to the lineup, what could have been the result from that perspective? So disappointed to potentially walk away with, with no points there because of that, but it's not the sole reason why we walked away with that, but it's definitely, it definitely hurt a little bit. 
Yeah, and and another missing piece too was Sergio Ruiz. Um, uh, I guess he picked up a knock. Um, so we'll see how that goes this week. Uh, also, his wife is expecting any day. Um, so he could potentially be out again for the LA match. I'm not sure. Um, but that to me is, um, kind of stinks. Uh, nothing bad against Sergio. Of course, you know, you can't help if you get hurt or, you know, uh, of course, you know, it's a celebration when you have a child, but having him out of the lineup too, I think hurt us, um, with, with Sergio out, Brant comes in, uh, and starts, um, Brant, I feel like had a, had a mixed performance, Overall, I thought he played pretty pretty decent. Uh, he gets unlucky with the handball. Uh, I'll set that to the side. Uh, but he he's going to do a lot of stuff that's not going to show up on 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 the stat sheet. He's going to do a lot of cleanup. Uh, you know, he's going to do a lot of the 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 scrappy unnoticed work. Uh, he had one really good clearance uh, at the very beginning of the game. Uh, Carujo played a awful ball it, it was like in the in the first like i don't know five minutes of the game he tried to play a ball to brant uh didn't go to brant and that could have been a scoring chance right off the bat um brant came in and cleaned that up and cleared that out oh yeah um and then also too uh brant had seven uh recoveries uh he he was okay in, in duels. He won four of eight. Uh, like to see him win a couple more of those. But again, he's going to do a lot of stuff that just is not going to be on the on the stat sheet. There were a couple balls. I I think kind of in the second half that I wish he wouldn't have played. But overall, I think it was you know I, I won't say bad performance, but I won't say good. I think it was you know I think he would probably say he had a, a mixed night. But the effort's always going to be there for him. Um, but yeah, I thought it was kind of a mixed night for him. Yeah, I thought he. I mean, I don't think he did too too bad. I mean, if you if you look at I think what Foot Mob right where they talk about different stats and obviously these these are subjective to people just like you and me just watching a match and putting what they want right. So now obviously it's not like rocket science or anything like that. But I mean, he seventy five percent accurate passes. Yeah, um, con- conceded one penalty, which was the I mean outside of the handball. Obviously there was one penalty there, which I I did not agree with because he got all ball and they they still called it on him. Um, but like. You know, he 100% tackles one, seven recoveries like you were just talking about. Um, won 100% of his aerial duels, which is pretty good because he's not the tallest guy out there on the field. So, I mean, I thought he did. Yeah. I thought he did okay. Like, I, I you know, I was I was happy with the performance. And I think that's what Miguel was looking for, too, for that first game was that you need someone there with MLS experience that knew what to expect, be able to play DC United and not have um, what we kind of saw in Charleston was our – number six, getting caught with the ball a lot and not being able to distribute the ball and get it going. So I will say, like, I felt like his passes were, for the most part, pretty well um, and really helped drive some of those key plays within within space. So, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, you know, obviously every player is going to say, hey, I, I could have played better, but um, I, I'm I'm happy with what he what he what he did there. Yeah, and everybody's going to get annoyed, especially with me uh, on this show, because pretty much every episode I'm going to talk about who's whoever's going to be playing in that number six role uh just because i think it's it's really important for for brant what i do like about him is he keeps his shape really well uh and he's always going to have a high percentage of of passes now on the flip side of that i want some of those passes to be forward and not just back and sideways not saying that he always does that but i just want to make sure that we're moving the ball forward but he is quick with releasing the ball which i really really uh appreciate yeah 
you can definitely tell he knows and what to expect and has that vision to be able to do that. Right. And so, um, but just to go back from player ratings, like, you know, football, they, they rated him as I think the fifth or sixth highest player on our roster that night. So, um, you know, I don't think you can ask for much more from that perspective. So, um, let's, let's truly talk about some, uh, some bad here. Uh, well, you know what, let's, let's talk about, no, let's, let's, let's talk about Kalina. Uh, I, I went back and watched, watched the game. Kalina did not have a good night. Um, I, I noticed a, a few things about him. Um, he actually bobbled a free kick in the second minute. Now he ended up covering it, but that could have easily dropped to, uh, a DC United player and, and put in the back of the net, uh, little things like that throughout the night. Uh, his distribution out of the back was so, so I think he's, you know, he's going to get better as playing out of the back. Uh, we'll keep working on that. It, scares me at times um it does it does but there was a few times that second half that was like oh my god like that it got really close to conceding or giving up the ball in the box yeah um i think he had one he had one save and it was kind of it was awkward uh it was it was shot at him and it was it's it was an awkward shot and an awkward save uh he kind of just palmed it over the over the goal Mm, in the first half yeah um yeah and then you know the deflection from um, the deflected goal off of Fuchs is I think back. Um, those are hard to save, but it did go right past sure. him. I get that's probably harsh, and I'm sure people will say that it is. But it, but then you know in the in the second half, uh, Cross comes in, he punches it and punches it right into a, a player. Maybe a little unlucky. Should he have grabbed it? Maybe. Uh, that's easy for me to say. I think. Uh, I think even Lloyd Sam, uh, when I went back and watched the, uh, watched the taping of it, I, I think he mentioned that too. That maybe he could have grabbed that ball instead of punching it. But uh, again, it's easy. Easy when you're uh, when you're watching and not playing. But uh, I, I just didn't think he had a had a a really great night. Yeah, and I think uh, you definitely saw Mar's system coming to life last night with that. Um, he touched, he touched the ball 50 times, um, in that match. So it's a lot for a keeper. I don't think a lot of people expected to see it that much, but Hey, here we are. Right. Um, obviously I think some of these were just bad luck, like the PK, like you said, the, the deflection off, off Fuchs there, um, at the top of the box. But, um, like again, going back to like the player ratings and those kind of thing like that, obviously he's probably the lowest rated player from the game just because of the three goals. Um, but his expected like goals conceded was 1.25. So even with, you know, some of the bad luck, I think just with the amount of shots, shots on goal and his, his save percentage, um, you know, obviously it doesn't tell the whole story, but I think a lot of us would have been happy if we just conceded one goal. Cause I, and if our one goal counted, it would have been a draw, which is what you and me both can, you know, predicted last week. So. Yeah. And one thing I, I know we always, um, I'm sure it's annoying to non Arsenal fans, but we bring them up, uh, because you know Arsenal plays out of the back too. Last season, Arsenal really struggled with that, and we got caught on the ball a lot, and that led to uh, easy goals. Uh, and it was very frustrating. This season, they they seem to have figured that out, um, and I so I think over time, Charlotte FC can do the same. Um, it's not going to be pretty at the beginning. Uh, it's going to take players knowing where to where to get into space to receive the ball. Uh, again, that's why that number six and that, you know, the center midfielders are going to be key playing out of the back because if they're not moving or they're not open, 
uh, you played out to the wings and it's easy to shut that down. Um, so it's just going to be a, a situation where over time we're going to have to perfect that. Uh, I think sometimes just going to have to kick it long to keep uh, teams honest. Uh, and we'll talk about Fuchs here in a little bit. But uh, also, too, sometimes you got to get you just got to get the ball up the field instead of trying to make short passes coming out. Um, but yep. yeah, I, I think, I think Kalina's footwork is good. Um, I think his, he had some really good, uh, passes here and there distributing out, out from yep. the back. Um, so yeah, but I, I think that will come. Yeah. Anybody else that stood out to you that just was not yeah. super great? Uh, Joseph Mora, I, I have to say, I, I don't, I have not been impressed with him in preseason and I was not impressed with him Saturday night. Uh, I don't think he played well. He's he's too cautious. Uh, he holds the ball too long. Uh, when we have numbers forward, uh, there was there was a there was a play in the I think the twelfth minute. Uh, TT and Franco had just combined really really well. Uh, it gets kicked out to Mora. He could play the ball. He could play the ball to Reina. He could play the ball over the top, and he just sits on it, passes it sideways, and then we ha- we end up having to play the ball backwards. And it just derailed the whole whole attack, and he's done that multiple times. Uh, I just, I'd like to get someone else in that role that's going to be a little more progressive and uh, and attacking, uh, especially if we're going to play this style. Uh, and and maybe you know it's first game, so we'll see. I just so far I haven't been all that impressed with him. I don't like that style of play. And again, multiple times, if you go back and watch these games multiple times over and over, he gets on the ball and holds it, and that's it. It just kills the play. And I, I think that's I think I shared that last week was that that was the biggest thing with DC United fans was that like decent defender, but if you're expecting him to be able to push the field and push the ball up and be able to kind of create something that it was just, I don't want to say hesitation, but it seemed like there's hesitation there a little bit with with being able to move it up. And I think the problem that you're going to run into though, is like who else are you going to have there on that left back? Right. Because um, if we're going to run this, this left wing back player, I mean, the only other option potentially could be, you know, Adam armor, who's super young and super raw potentially. Right. Um, I don't think they expect to see Christian Fuchs out there on the, on the left wing back, be able to press the field like that. Um, But, you know, uh, we'll see, but I'm hoping that it was just first game getting used to the system start to build that trust with, you know, Reyna or whoever else we're going to have on that wing. Um, just because I think, like you said, it was, wasn't terrible, but it wasn't anything where it's just like amazing from that left-hand side. Well, so you just touched on the next person I wanted to cover. Uh, and I had to put this person in the uh, quote unquote bad list, even though I really like him as a player and thought he actually played well, but that's Jordi Reyna. Like hmm. I actually thought he played well, but he only had 22 touches. Uh, and he was isolated over there. And, you know, Mora has to work with him to get him the ball. Uh, I, yeah, he was just isolated too much. Um, there was a, a couple of chances that Mora could have played him in and didn't. Uh, of course, Reyna, you know, hits one off the post. And, I mean, you do – he has to score that. Uh, but for the most part, I like how dangerous he is. I like players like that yeah. that are fast on the wing. Um, so I really like him as a player. Uh, I just, we got to get him the ball more because you, you, you see it when you get him the ball, you, you get excited and that's the type of people that we, that we want out there on, on the wings. But, um, yeah, if you don't get him the and, ball, I can't do nothing with it. 
Well, that's what I was going to say. There was multiple times while we were there in the stands, and obviously we don't have the best angle up there in the, the away supporter section, but um, there was multiple times where it seemed like he could have made a run on the ball if they got the ball to him. And I think some of those touches were just uh, low because they didn't get the ball to him. And I think even um, if you listen to the announcers listening and watching the game back, um, you know, Eric and Lloyd were even talking about in the first half. They're like, they got to get rain of the ball. Like he is making runs and he's open and he's, and he's got the speed to be able to beat these players. I think if um, players were a little bit more familiar with, with, with each other and be able to, to trust each other with that, I think you would have saw that. But going back to, to Moro, you got to Moro's if he's going to be on that left wing back with him there, he's going to, he's going to have to be able to build that with him. Yeah. And, and Mora should be familiar with Reina because they played at DC United last season together. So I, I just, I don't, I don't understand it. Uh, We'll get to Fuchs in a little bit, but Fuchs played a, an incredible ball to Reyna, uh, and that may be what we have to start doing to to bypass um, uh, some stuff and and get creative. But uh, yeah, when you have twenty two touches, um, they can't really do do a lot yeah. of the game. But then also too, he's got to finish that uh, that chance that he had. Yeah, yeah. So it was a pretty favorable angle, I think, with him, and then he just it, I don't know. Going back to bad luck because most place most most teams would hit the post like that and it would either be a free ball or open ball 50 50 chance and but it went straight like the keeper turned around and went straight to the keeper when it hit the post yeah so, i can't remember um, who was in the middle rushing in uh but if it would have basically gone anywhere yeah i wasn't right there um the only yeah. the only bad thing uh before we get to the good was uh our subs um, and, and again, I, I use bad in quotations. Um, our subs really didn't make a difference. I didn't, I didn't think, uh, if anything, it made us worse. Um, you can see that without proper wingers and having that depth, you don't have anyone truly to come in and make an impact. Uh, so for example, if you had proper wingers, you could start those players and then you could bring on someone like Reyna. You could bring on someone like Mackenzie Gaines in like the 70th minute with fresh legs to just burn right past players. Right now, we have good, solid, like rotational players, but really don't have that depth to have someone come in with a, with a spark, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I mean, well... And I think you—it's—it's it's hard for those subs to make an impact when they sub on it. Like what the tenth, like eightieth minute, seventy-fifth minute. Yeah, like, some, I mean, it's, some of the subs like, were really, really late. I think Daniel uh, Rios came in the sixty-sixth minute. We'll talk about—we'll talk about him in a little bit. But yeah. The other ones like Ben Bender um, and Adam, and so Ben and uh, Jordy uh, Alvasar came in the 79th minute, seventy-eighth and 79th minute. Adam Armour and and Chris Hagar, eighty-sixth minute. So. A little late there when you're down that much. If if you really are bringing them in to make an impact, uh, yeah. I'm sure we took TT off. He had, he was on a yellow card. He had some type of weird injury, not thing after he he yeah. <laughs> scored the goal that got scored. I'm not yeah. sure what happened there, but um, so I don't know if there was something there or he was just gassed. But uh, yeah, some of those substitutions were. A little late, and it, it could have just been like, "Hey, it's three zero, or in the eighty fifth minute, but, let's 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 get some guys, let's get the guys, some, yeah, get 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 on the ball and be able to be able to practice and get some game speed underneath them." I think, I mean, maybe that was the intent because we were already down three nothing at that point. But again, I mean, it, it definitely kind of highlights some of the depth issues we may run into halfway through the season for sure. All right, you want to jump to the to the good? 
Yeah, let's do it. So what what stood out to you? Uh, what was good or what impressed you from from DC? Yeah, I think, uh, man, the match for me was definitely Christian Fuchs. Uh, he was certainly a bright spot. Um, he really showed his experience and skill that night and why we signed him. Uh, yep. I, you know, I've, I mentioned this before and I mentioned it last episode, but um, he can really get us out of trouble uh, playing out of the back. Uh, playing those balls in space, uh, like I said, I think in the fifth minute he played that uh, an amazing ball to Jordi Reyna uh, out on the wing that really opened up space. Um, so if you're going to be playing out, out of the back like that, uh, which again we're still struggling with, uh, he probably has to be back there. Uh, we've yep. we've talked about uh, before. Maybe he probably wouldn't start every game, but if uh, if we're if we're having trouble being creative. Uh, or we're playing the ball out of the back, I feel more comfortable with him back there that can get us out of trouble. Um, 100%. Yeah, because we're, we're definitely lacking some creativity, uh, but his passes can open things up for us. So, um, and also too, he had uh, three clearances, uh, four interceptions, 13 recoveries. He was uh, 44 of 58 in accurate passes, uh, which is 76%. Uh, he was eight of 13 with accurate long balls. Again, uh, what I just mentioned before, um, and two of three and, uh, two for three in ground ball duels, one and four for four in aerial duels. So I thought he had a fantastic night. Um, was really impressed by him and really showed why one, he's the captain and, and, and two, why we brought him on the team. Yeah. I, I, everything you said, I, I don't want to reiterate it again, but like he was, he was the one that stood up to me the most. I think he was the highest rated player from the match as well for, for Charlotte FC. Um, I, I think, yeah, um, definitely sold me as one of my favorite players already. Um, and it's just one match in. So um, I 100% agree with you on that. Yeah, I thought another bright spot and a uh, player that that did well was was TT Ortiz. Um, he mm-hmm. was very lively and aggressive uh, playing out of position. Uh, uh, of course, he was. Uh, yeah. Very aggressive in 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 the goal, uh, putting his body on the line. Uh, unfortunately, it was uh, mm-hmm. called back. But uh, yeah, he was playing in kind of a a, a weird role. And I know, uh, looking back at the you know watching the game, I know uh, Miguel, uh, our coach, was yelling a lot to him to to make sure he's keeping his position and and keeping his shape. Uh, but but again, I thought he had some really good link up play with Alan Franco, who I also thought played really really well um but yeah so i, I thought he was definitely a, a bright spot um yeah i'm not sure again i'm not sure if he got hurt um he did look a little gassed and that could be a problem yeah. for him uh I, i'm not sure I'll, I'll you know i'm not very familiar with him you know uh before he he came here of course but uh he seemed like he was a little tired at the at the end there before he got pulled yeah, I mean, I think for one, he was playing at a position, like you said, um, and was trying to make something happen all the time. Um, and then I'm sure he's probably not used to having to try to go for 50-50 balls in the air um, against, you know, six foot two center backs a lot. So um, that was the only thing. And it wasn't anything like to his fault or anything like that. But there were some 50-50 balls. I'm sure if Carroll was up there, had a better chance to do it. But um, yeah, yeah, I definitely was impressed with him. Which again, going back to preseason, nothing really stood out to me in preseason for him. But then, you know, come opening game, he seemed all right, especially playing out of position. So yeah. Uh, also, I thought uh, Daniel Rios 
played well coming on. Mm-hmm. He didn't play all that much. Yeah. He played like 24, 25 minutes. I think he came in the 66 minutes, like I was saying. Um, but he looked yeah. good. Um, he only had 14 touches, but he was not of 10 of accurate passes. Uh, one for one with tackles one. Um, he was three of four in ground duels one. Uh, it, it was really funny, you know, like I, I'm, we're traveling up to D.C., um, and I'm, you know, having to check my phone every five seconds. And then I, I see that we, we've signed a player. <laughs> it's Daniel Rios. So I don't know. And I'll have to go back and look. I don't know if he's even trained with the team. Um, right. <laughs> so, uh, so I thought all these considered him coming in like that, uh, was pretty good. And it's good to have that, um, that depth and, and someone like that, that can, that can come in, um, um, so I, I was pretty, I was pretty happy with his performance too. Yeah. Especially like you said, literally getting word that he was, we, we, we traded for him, I think what Friday. Um, and I, I, you know, just reading the reactions, it seems like Nashville fans are like, Hey, like he's pretty good. He's a little injury prone here and there, but if he can stay healthy, he'll definitely be a worthwhile trade for you guys. But, um, yeah, the fact that he probably hasn't trade trained with the team probably doesn't know anyone on the squad and then literally gets, gets a, a, a kit the, the day before the game and says, Hey, come on out here. And then, uh, go ahead and start playing 26 minutes. I thought he did pretty well for, for that. Um, and you know, I think that that's the reason why, you know, Thomas, Thomas and his team probably identified him and be able to say, Hey, this is someone that we should go after for, for the value. And it's a, it's a need obviously. So. Yeah. Um, you know, I know we don't have time to go into every single player, but those were, those are the folks that stood out to me, you know, good and bad, uh, or, you know, kind of in the middle. Uh, but, um, overall I, I, you know, we got that first game under our belt, you know, thought we played well. We're still a little hesitant and slow in our play at times, but I think that will, that'll get better in that regard. Uh, we've talked about how unlucky we were, but you know we're gonna get some luck along the way. Um, I think until we get proper wingers and our DP signings in, we need to play more direct, more through the middle. Use Fuchs again to to open up the open up the play, especially out of the back. Um, but I was very very encouraged by Saturday's performance. Uh, it made mm-hmm. me very happy. Uh, you know, I was happy anyway, just with everything going on. But uh, the way we played, uh, I I, w- I was very pleased. Yeah, it definitely gave um gave hope for this week because I, I, I think a week ago there was a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of people who were like, "Ooh, this is going to be really bad." Um, and then even though we we lost three to nothing, I think a lot of folks walked away with feeling a lot more optimism and hope versus heading into DC where we're kind of like, "Ooh, this can get kind of kind of gross and and bad." So. Um, yeah, I, I definitely walked away, obviously having fun at the game, but then also walked away looking forward to this Saturday because I, I, I don't feel like it could be this huge blowout, but if it is cool, whatever, like it's our first home game, let's, let's suck it in and have fun with it. So, yeah, I mean, we're going to get a, probably a, a bigger test in LA, LA's, you know, LA's pretty good. Yep. Um, they won their opener, uh, I think in the, the dying moments of the game, but, yeah. um, yeah, 89th minute, I think, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to be a, a bigger test, but we're going to have, we'll have Carol back, um, Swiderski. So, uh, that'd be good. We'll see if uh, Sergio's um, back in the team and, and going to be starting. Uh, but was there anybody that, that you saw that stood out to you or anything in particular uh, Saturday night? 
other other than the away supporters that were making noise nonstop. Is that what is that what you wanted? No, I'm <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, other than player wise, I would just say like, um, like Fuchs just really impressed me, man. Like that was just like you know, it, it's now I, I see why he played in EPL for so long. You know, that was I mean that's that's really it. Some of those crosses that he had, just like going across the field, were so <laughs> accurate and pinpoint, and just. Um, it was just crazy to see that in, in, in real life. So it was it was great to see. You know who we don't talk about a lot, and we should. I don't think we've really mentioned him uh, in any of the games. That's uh, Jalen Lindsay. Uh, what do you what do you think about oh, him so far? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I actually. So that now that you say that, yeah. So I I was actually pretty impressed with him coming out there. I mean, home, homegrown talent from Charlotte um, came from Sporting Can- Kansas City recently, right? And so you know there was a, he had some knocks on him there in Kansas City just from injury, but like from him being that right wing back and being able to kind of press there with McKenzie Gaines um, there in the very first half. Like I was, I was pretty impressed with the man, like him and McKenzie Gaines, like they both showed flashes of flashes of what's to come for both of them because they're both fairly young guys. Um, But like Jalen, especially like, I'm pretty sure that the, was it him that really caused that, um, that 50-50 ball for the goal for Charlotte FC that's that right. got called back. That's right. I'm pretty sure he was the reason why, like, hey, him pressing and being able to get the ball loose there is what really started that chance. So um, really impressed with him within that space. I thought he did really well, and I, I hope he gets some more continued playing time. I mean, and I know our buddy Vaughn was super excited about him um, coming here when we when we first signed him. And his exact words were like, we, we've, got a, we've got a really good player here as long as he can just stay healthy and – be be good and get some minutes like he's going to be a really good player for us yeah so far so good man and probably why we don't you know really talk about him all that much is just because he's consistent and solid uh sometimes when you talk about a player it's because they've made mistakes or they're not doing well uh but sometimes you just need some solid play i I think he's he's aggressive and that's probably how he can get some injuries but um you know kind of like that 50 50 ball keeping that alive those type of plays you know, can get you injured, but I, I like uh, I like a player that's willing to to get in there uh, and be aggressive. Um, but yeah, I think he passes the ball well. Um, so we, I, I think for him, he just needs to make sure that he doesn't get anyone in behind him. Uh, make sure that he keeps his shape and positioning well. Um, yeah, that would be the only thing that I could I could think about him that maybe. Uh, gives me pause, but for the most part, I thought he's played. He played really well in preseason, and and so far, you know, Saturday, I thought he played. I thought he played solid. Yeah, and as a former defender myself, the fact that his name does not get called up a lot is probably a good thing because if you were if you're being shouted out as a defender, it's probably probably not for good reasons. So. That's right. Yeah. And, I, and, you know, we could talk about every player, but then this will be a two hour podcast. And I don't know if anybody, <laughs> wants, because I, again, this was supposed to be a 30 minute uh, segment. Here I, we are. I think we're at 45 <laughs> minutes already. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, and we still have some some other stuff to cover. So do you want to uh, maybe talk about uh, the week, uh, the week ahead? Yeah, so I'll I'll share a few things um, that's coming up, and and I'll, I'm not gonna make them quick, but I'll, I'll try to go through them pretty quickly. But um, so Wednesday night, um, the second, we actually have another dress rehearsal. So this one is gonna be open to all fans. So I know last week we had the supporters dress rehearsal, which was like, hey, here's the tailgate lot, here's our march, here's how you get in through security. 
Um, now let's practice some chants. This will be the same thing. The team will be sending an email out later today. So today's Monday, just in case you're listening to this tomorrow. Um, but make sure you sign up. Make sure you join us. The more people there, the better. That way we can get more people involved with chants. That way when it comes to Saturday, not only is it as loud as it was in D.C., but even just just astronomically louder. Um, so I, we, we definitely got some kudos from being a, a, a good traveling supporter section um, there in D.C., but now we have an opportunity where we, we could have three to 4,000 supporters plus 70,000 people in the stands being able to go along with us. So keep a lookout for that email. Make sure you sign up when you can and you come out Wednesday when we do that. Um, now, when it comes to Mint City Collective events, obviously we have the event on Friday at Lenny Boy. Um, so it starts around six. You can show up, show up between six and seven, um, but we're going to be releasing our collabor- collaboration with them around um, our very first beer. So it's a Pilsner, I believe. Um, it's, you know, it's going to be Mint City Collective beer. We're going to have it there in, in, in stock so you can try it. You can also buy it in cans. Um, so we're going to be launching that celebration. Plus, it's just going to be more of a get together. Like, hey, guys, it's the night before the first match. Let's have some fun. It's not just for Mint City Collective members. It's for everyone. So if, if you're listening to the show, come by, swing by, say hello. But I think we're also doing a, a live show, Matt Swift, there at, the, at, at Money Boy. So. Yeah, and I do want to say really quick, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Russell Varner is going to be listening and he's going to be like yes. what the hell i thought we were going to talk about dc on that pot on that episode so uh <laughs> russell will be joining joining us uh friday uh because you know we're going to be talking about la galaxy but we'll also get his take on uh on the dc game so don't worry yeah. rusty we uh we still want your input <laughs> and, and we're gonna need all the dodger updates rusty so that we if you guys haven't been following on instagram he's got the dog that is really cute so uh make sure Make sure you update us about Dodger. So, but yeah, good old Rusty will be on there, be on the show. Um, we're going to have a live show there. So be sure you swing by, tell us how much you love us, how much you love the show and listen and watch live. Um, so that's there on Friday. And then obviously Saturday is game day, right? So um, we've been talking about it, plugging it for a little while. Tailgate lot there is right off Moorhead, about a half mile from the stadium. Um Everyone is welcome. You do not have to be part of a supporter group. Obviously, each supporter group will have their own section, but make sure you come by. Uh, Mint City Collective will obviously have some beverages to give out, but it's going to be first come, first serve um, because it's BYOB. So if you are going to bring something, make sure you do that. Um, But we're also going to have some food. I think we're going to have some tacos there. Um, So for members, you know, make sure you swing by, bring your card so that way we can see that you're a member and you get perks for that. Um, but if you're not a member and you still want to come hang out with us, you can actually buy individual food tickets on um, our website. So if you want to uh, buy a ticket, it goes to the, for the donation for the guy who's making all the food for us. Um, so just make sure you, you know, you check us out. But then, you know, why not? Why not just join us? It's 10 bucks for a food donation or just join us for 30 bucks. So, um, you know, come hang out with us. We're going to be there starting around two or two or three o'clock. So please make sure you pace yourself. Make sure that you are staying hydrated for the game uh, because the game would not start until later that evening. And then we'll make our march to the stadium. So yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Drink, drink lots of water. It's supposed to be warm that day anyway. So yeah, lots of water. It's actually going to be like spring. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be actually spring for once. So, um, and I'm sure that, you know, the news and the press will be out there and wanted to get everyone's thoughts and opinions. So we, we want to make sure we're represented well and we don't have someone, uh, acting a fool yeah so. and and real quick big shout out to the to the team i know they uh and a lot of the news organizations too were uh were covering the uh the the party that we had at mission 
uh, and then uh, documenting the the march to uh, Audi Field. So just want to say thank you for for that and and covering all that. We uh, it was a good experience, and uh, hope hopefully everybody on social media or that was watching the game heard and and felt and saw us. Yeah, um, just quick plug and shout out to Chris Harmon for all the work he did behind the scenes for really creating that away day package. Um, we had over like 150 Mint City Collective members there at Mission. It went super smooth. People seemed to love the swag that we handed out. Um, it was just a blast. So thanks, Chris, for everything that you did from that perspective. And again, thanks to everyone who was involved. Um, I will sh- will say, too, um, the chapters and the chapter leads really showed up really well, too, even though some not everyone was in D.C., um, but we got tons and tons of pictures, tons and tons of you know feedback from folks here in Charlotte and throughout the Carolinas. Just a quick plug for like, you know, the Noda chapter in Salud. I know they had a huge turnout. Jason said they had like 100 plus people there upstairs watching the game. Um, crazy, right? Yeah. Um, Matthews and Beer Temple had a huge following. South Park, Ballantyne, like all these folks had amazing. Kernersville, you know, Triangle. They all had huge watch parties of 30, 40, 50 people there, um, which is just great. So really looking forward to seeing that again this weekend. If you can't make it to the game. Make sure you go to your, your chapter home bar to watch the game, but we'd love to see everyone there this Saturday as well in person. All right. Well, Matt, I guess uh, at this point we can we can think about next week, and hopefully we're on here saying everything is hunky-dory. We just blew LA Galaxy out of the water, and um, you know we're, we're not able to talk very well because we lost our voice in the very first match as well. Yeah. Now what I have to do is I have to go back to a prior episode to see what uh, predictions we had before. Oh God. <laughs> Cause I believe there is a <laughs> tattoo on the line. Oh, Christian, I want you to have an amazing game, but for love of God, do not score on a cross with your left foot <laughs> into the goal to win two to one. <laughs> if anything, I need you to do that and then have someone like Carol, like headed in from a cross or something like that. Cause um, I, I do not need to have that come to fruition. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is very, very specific, so I think you're okay. But it would be amazing if that happened. I will be. I will literally just like fall to my knees there in the supporter section in excitement, but also in just fear because I know Corey and you are going to dig up that that sound clip, and I know Rusty was there as well. Um, so I'm sure you guys are going to find it in some way, somehow. So absolutely awesome. Well. Um, again, guys, I look forward to this again next week, but uh, make sure you like and subscribe within this space. Um, hopefully you enjoyed the show and really look forward to seeing everyone out there on Saturday. So until then, we'll see you then. See you guys. Bye. <laughs>